Hello world, I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. Are you somebody who identifies as female and you have been procrastinating on doing your work? You've been procrastinating on doing the things that you know you need to do to make yourself happier, to bring yourself more joy and more fulfillment in your life. And you keep saying, yeah, but I'll do that when the kids are older or I'll do it when I get to this place in my career. I'll do it when my husband and I are in the right place. I'll do it when future, future, future. The time is now. Think about joining the sisterhood group coaching that I do. It is a way to stay accountable to yourself, a place to take that deep breath for yourself in the month, to reorient your brain back onto focusing on you, which is where it deserves to actually be, and to do it in a community of women that are doing the same thing. We look forward to seeing you. Hello, hello, and welcome to another installment of The Great Show, the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. I am your host, Rochelle Indra. Thank you for joining me here today. Today, we're going to talk about your definition of success. Getting rid of what society has told you success is, what other people have told you success is, and what success really looks like for you, and how to figure out what your true definition of it is. And this is something that I obviously, as a life coach, deal with a lot with clients. They come to me and they want to be more successful in one area of their life or other. And it's funny because we so often talk about success when it comes to work, work success. And I think this is one of the things that contributes to stay-at-home moms feeling like society doesn't value them, value what they do, that they're not successful if they've run a household, if they've raised children that sort of thing, because we put so much on what do you do? What do you do for a living? Are you successful at it? Are you society's version of successful? But I want to make sure that we are looking at a lot of categories for success, because we can have a feeling of success in our life without it having to be just about our job. Many of us do not feel satisfied, do not feel successful in our job and may never feel that way. So I want to broaden the horizon of success and also to break it down because hopefully you will take some time to sit with this and really look at the different categories of your life which you would like to be successful at. And I bring this up mostly not because I think that, oh, you're not being successful and that I'm going to give you some magic pill, some magic podcast episode to get you to be more successful. I think that probably just like with most of my clients, you need to change your definition of success and look at the fact that you may already have it or be much closer to it than you realize. Because again, we are going off somebody else's version of success. And if you are going off of society's version of what it is to be successful, you will never, ever, ever 
make it because society will always move the goalpost because there will always be somebody quote unquote better. There will always be somebody more successful. There will always be somebody with more money. There'll always be somebody with something that you don't have that you can't have. No matter how much money you make, somebody will make more no matter how happy you are in your relationship, in your work, in your religion, in your beliefs, in your raising children, somebody will have, quote unquote, society's version of more, better than you. So we have to let go. We first have to see which places in our life are we going off of society's definition of success or somebody else in our life's definition of success. Man, if you are a parent out there, What a hard, hard road for you because not only are you dealing with your own issues of am I being successful as a parent or not, but then there's society's version and you never ever as a parent can never live up to society's version of being a good or the best parent, but also sometimes your other family members, your sister, your brother, your parents, your grandparents telling you how you should be doing it, how to be a successful parent. So I want you to look at some of the categories and just off the top of my head, some of the categories I have my clients looked at, look at is, yes, is career. And is that even a place where you want to be successful? Like I said, society will tell you that's an important place to be successful, but maybe it's not for you. Maybe you are somebody who doesn't live to work, you work to live. Maybe there's other places in your life where you are feeling successful or you have the ability to feel success and maybe it's not in your career. But your career is one we look at. Health. Health is another one. What is it to be successful in health? What is it to be healthy for you? Because I will tell you, at 41, my definition of being healthy is much different than what it was at 22. At 22, it was, do I weigh this much? Are my boobs this cute? Is my ass this nice? Like, is my tan this good? Right? It was much different than it is at 41. And where I would like my weight to be at 41, if I'm like, oh gosh, I'd really like to get down to this. Oh my God, at 22, that would have been like horrifying. Like, oh my God, I can't ever imagine being that weight. Now I'm like, dude, I can't ever imagine being that weight, but on the other side of it. So what is it now? What am I willing to put in? Man, when I was 22 and living in LA and working in the film industry and in a society where looks were everything, I mean, living in the heart of Los Angeles in the film industry, looks are everything. So I put so much effort into what I looked like. I mean, that was a full-time job in of itself. Hair, nails, tan, working out, all the right clothes, the right makeup, the right outfit, the right hair, the right jewelry, all that stuff. It's like a full-time job. I am no longer interested in that full-time job. My definition of health, of being successful in my health has to change because now I have this more than full-time job that I absolutely love. I'm in my 40s. I'm less interested in impressing the people around me. I live in Oregon where the standard for what a woman should, quote unquote, look like is much different than, than it was in California, let alone in L.A., Right? Different places have different versions of success. I remember moving to Oregon and being like, oh my God, nobody wears makeup. 
this is amazing. I lived in Portland for a number of years and it was crazy. Like girls just had beanies on all the time and flannels and no makeup and big, you know, glasses. And it was phenomenal. It was such a different thing. So looking at what is my definition now and how much time do I have to put into it? Sure. Would I love to look like I looked when I was 21? Yeah. Can I ever do that again? Probably not. And I am unwilling to put that kind of time in. I could have my body look a lot more like what I would like in my vision for it to look like, but I am unwilling to put in that kind of time to make it look like that, to not deny myself that cookie, to be in the gym, to do all these things because I'm putting so much into my business and travel and that's fine. That's totally fine. But I need to come to terms with that and change my definition of what it is to be successful in health or my appearance, or my attractiveness, or whatever. So looking at your job, looking at your health, maybe if you're a parent, your relationship with your children, what is it to be a successful parent? What is it to be a successful partner in your relationship? What does that kind of success look like for you? Are you just phoning it in? Are you taking them for granted? Do you keep meaning to make time for your partner, but you're not? Or maybe you guys are doing the best you can and you're hanging in there and you got a house full of kids or one of you works far away and success is that we're still here doing this and we still like each other. Whereas another part in your life success may have been, oh my God, we're madly in love and we're fucking like bunny rabbits on the couch every chance we get. Now it's like, whew, we haven't had a fight in a week. That's success. That's okay. Versions of success can change. So when I ask you to sit and make a list and look at some of these things, the other one is community, sort of volunteering, how you show up in your community. That may be important to you. Um, You may not have the job you want, but maybe you're volunteering or helping other people or uh, being active in your community and somehow, and that makes up for it. You feel very successful there. And if you don't feel successful in any of those places, that's okay. Let's get started. But I challenge you, if you don't feel successful, why? Do you not feel successful because you truly don't feel like you are doing a good job or do you not feel successful because of other people? Because of what other people have told you should be the definition of success, which again is usually something that is unattainable. Or certainly something is unattainable when you have all these other things going on. Like I said, when I was 22, working out, looking cute, and my job were the only things in my life that I had to worry about. Man, I've got so much more on my plate now that I only have a certain amount of energy and everybody, every part of my life is just going to get a little bit less energy and that's okay. And lots of parts of my life are falling to the wayside because I put so much effort into my work because it brings me so much joy and happiness and purpose. So my health has taken a backseat a little bit. My house, oh my God, if you could see my house, like cleaning my house, keeping things tidy, like that has taken a major backseat. And I could say, God, I'm not successful at keeping my house up. I'm not successful at this. Or I could say, you know what? It's not important to me right now. That is not important to me. So although I'm giving you many categories, maybe there's just one you want to focus on or two. Maybe the rest can sort of fall away for a little while. If you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with severe anxiety, mental health issues, crisis, trauma, that's the most important thing you're working on right now. 
some of the other things can fall to the wayside. It's okay if you are working through trauma and you're not also trying for that promotion, right? It's okay if you are dealing with postpartum depression and you're not the best parent for your older child right now. You're doing the best you can. So I challenge you to take a moment and really sit, pause me if you need to, and sit and look at some of these categories. And if you have other categories, fantastic. Love that. And really look at what is success for me? What does success look like for me? And when I say look like, I actually mean what does it feel like? What does it feel like? So when clients come to me and say, I'm trying to lose weight and here's the number I want. Like, okay, can we forget the number and look at how do you want to feel? What will you feel like in your clothes? What will you feel like naked? What will you feel like in your body? What will you be able to do? Because it may not be the exact number that you want it to be, but if it's that you can take the stroller up the hill to go on your walk without huffing and puffing, if it's that you can bend over entire shoes without your gut getting in the way, that's wonderful. It may not be a, a certain number. It may be a feeling. So how do you want to feel in all of these things? Do you, in, in your work, do you want to feel like you can stop living paycheck to paycheck? Do you want to feel less stressed? Do you want to feel like you enjoy going to work every day? Do you want to feel like you have accomplished something? Again, how does it feel? How does it need to feel? What are you feeling now and what do you want to feel? The other way I tell clients to look at success for yourself without letting other people's version of it cloud it and get in the way is if you did this thing on a desert island and nobody ever knew about it, would you be okay with that? Mm, That can be a challenging one. I think about this one often when I think about losing weight. Like, okay, well, why, what are the real reasons I want to lose weight other than because society tells me that I should weigh a certain amount? Okay, that, that doesn't actually mean anything because no matter how skinny I became, society would have more for me. Like they go down to triple zeros now on pant size. Like there'll never be enough for me to lose, to look a certain way. I've had several friends who have had gastric bypass or done some sort of extreme weight loss. And even if they've lost 20, 40, 60, 100 pounds, there's still that body dysmorphia that can come up. But I, but my thighs still touch, but I'm not a size zero yet. Or, oh, I, I have flabby arms. Like there's just always some place to go with that. So if you're on a desert island and no one was going to see you, how much weight would you want to lose and why? This happened to me recently at a, in February, I had a video go super viral and somebody took what I said and redid it and claimed it as their own. And I know this because my followers are amazing and they called this person out and they were like, oh my God, you just stole that from Rochelle Indra. And it was like three weeks after mine blew up. It was pretty dumb. Mine got seen by so many millions of people. I don't know how she thought that she wasn't going to get caught, but yeah, my, <laughs> my, uh, my followers went to town to let her know that we see you, we see what you're doing. And at first it made me mad that she was 
repurposing my material. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? What is my version of success? My version of success in my career is that the most people possible get the help they need. The most people possible get the information I have. So I guarantee you she reached more people that I wouldn't have reached. I mean, she didn't, hers didn't go as viral, but she reached a different crowd. She reached a different group of people and those people were helped by the message. And so I had to sit back and be like, okay, I'm not going to contact her about it. I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm going to be flattered, right? Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I'm going to be flattered by it. I'm probably going to say something if she continues to do it just because get your own material. But for that one video, I thought, yeah, she's going to help other people with it. I don't like the lie part of it, but I like the message reaching out to more people because that is my definition when it comes to work for success. Because is there always more money to make? Yes. Is there always more that I could be doing? Of course. Am I one little person and a Shauna? Absolutely. That's what we are. And we can't do it all. So reminding myself, especially as a small business owner, that I can't do it all and I just have to do what makes me happy, what I enjoy doing, and know that that is my definition of success. And can you find success in where you are now? That is the last part of this that I think is so, so important that we need to talk about is, are you celebrating the success you already have? Are you celebrating how far you've come. Would the you from six months ago, three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, would, would that person be proud of you? Would that person be astonished at how far you've come? If not, that's okay. That's also information, something to look at. But would, that, would there be parts of your life that that person would be like, damn, that's amazing. I love to do that because I look back at who I was 10 years ago and my God, she would absolutely not recognize the me that I am now and have no idea how we got here. And I wonder about that going 10 years forward. If when I'm 51, am I going to look back at 41-year-old me that thought I got it all figured out, thought this was the happiest I could be, and then look back and be like, damn, you thought you had your shit together. You thought you knew where your life was going. You thought you had it all handled. You thought you were successful? Come visit me at 51, girl. I hope that happens. I hope I don't recognize myself in the best way possible. And I hope that for you too. But we need to appreciate the successes as we have them. And this is something I, oh man, clients and I talk about all the time because they'll have these great wins and they'll say, hey, I wanted to tell you about this great win I had, this amazing thing that happened. I'm so excited for them. And I'm like, great, how are you celebrating? And they're like, oh, well, I'm like, no, how are you celebrating? I think unfortunately in society, we don't know how to celebrate anymore. Celebration is buying ourselves something. Celebration is alcohol. Celebration is drugs. Celebration is partying. And no shame in your game. You can have all of those or any of those. But there are other forms of celebration. What is celebration for you? Is it taking a vacation? Is it taking some alone time? Is it allowing yourself to have a cheat day? Is it meditation? Is it journaling? Is it reading? 
Is it giving yourself time to do the things that you never do because you're so busy? Is it just looking in the mirror and saying, hey, I'm proud of you? What is it to celebrate? Are you celebrating the wins enough? I have a feeling you're really good at celebrating other people's wins. Can you celebrate your own? And if not, why not? Why can't you celebrate your own wins? Why is it so much easier to celebrate somebody else's? And if you are ready to celebrate your wins, how do you want to do that? What does celebration look like? Is it alone? Is it with your pet? Is it with a friend, family member, partner, your children? Is it a happy dance with your four-year-old in the living room? What does celebration look like? And are you celebrating enough the victories? and the successes. I hope this helped. I hope that you take time to really sit down and write about this and think about this. What is this for you? Because it's, it's great to listen to a podcast talking about it. It's another thing to sit down and really do it. And if you have time and you are just loving this podcast so much, you can't even handle how much you love it, I would love a review wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. If you love it, please review it so that other people know that it's great information as well. If you hate this podcast, if this was the worst 20 minutes of your life and you're pissed that you'll never get them back, and maybe skip the review. Maybe maybe you should uh, clean your bathroom. Maybe it's time to take a shower. Maybe it's, maybe it's time to meditate. Maybe you better, yeah, maybe I better meditate instead of leaving a review. <laughs> Have a good one, guys.